With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to another episode of the Giant Take Podcast. My name is Josh, and I am joined by my friend and co-host Alex. Jammed-packed episode of the podcast today. The New York Giants versus New York Jets preseason week three recap, the final week of preseason before we get into the good stuff, and that is the regular season. And then we also have our final 53-man roster predictions before the actual cutdowns happen on Tuesday evening. We thank you so much for joining us. Alex, I thank you so much for joining me. How are you on this Sunday night? I'm, I'm doing well, man. I'm doing well. I'm excited. I'm ready to jump ahead of you. Um, you know, disappointing, I guess, with the loss. But certainly uh, exciting going forward and exciting. Going to be a busy week with cutdowns and all that. So excited to get going and excited to create some more content uh, with a lot more stuff happening now. Yeah, and Alex, I mean, this is like the end of our summers here. It's a very sad time because we are going. It's very, very sad. Going to school uh, this week, at least. Um, you know, we, we have classes at least start for us start on Friday. I have a class on Friday. Um, and then really next week it gets going again. <sighs> it's going to suck. But we're going to use this final week to get as much content done as we can. And then hopefully the same thing through our senior year of high school, although it's going to be a very hectic, hectic time. Um, but we're excited to get going here. So from a game perspective, Alex, I would say that it wasn't the most fun uh, because, you know, you show up to the game and you're hoping the Giants win. And even though it's a preseason game, when my dad and I went, it still sucks to lose on a late touchdown. But anyway, um, let, let's get into the game here itself. Uh, the Giants versus Jets. And we'll go through our notes, starting off with Daniel Jones and most of the starters did not play in this one. The main ones being obviously your, like I said, Daniel Jones, Tyrod Taylor started this game, and then we'll talk about him a little later because he went down with an injury. Saquon Barkley did not play. Um, wide receivers-wise was Kadarius Toney. Um, Kadarius Toney and Kadarius Toney. Uh, Sterling Shepard. <laughs> and did Darius Slayton go out there? Yes. So really just... He, he, he went out for like two plays, yeah. So it was really... <laughs> Only, even though I always think it's more because there's always wide receivers injuries today, at least the did not plays were Tony and Shepard. Okay. And then, yeah, yeah, not too bad. Some of the old linemen didn't play. Some of the safeties didn't play, whatever. But yes, most starters did not play. I need to go through the whole roster there. But anyway, um, we mentioned Tyrod <laughs> Taylor. I'll go to him now. Um, he went down after getting blasted on a hit where he threw uh, the ball, though. It was after the, after the throw. Got blasted, did not get up. Um, he was down. Two offensive linemen came to go help him and like help him up. They thought he was okay. Then they called for the trainers. Trainers ran out, 
Um, it was really scary because he didn't get off the field. He eventually did and ran off on his own power. So everyone was clapping. Sigh of relief. We're good. Then I get news via Twitter because the Giants were playing under us. We were in the 300, so we couldn't really see the Giants' sideline well, nor was I looking for them. But So I'm following this on Twitter, even though it's kind of right in front of my eyes. I just didn't really pay attention because I'm watching the game. I see on Twitter that he went into the medical tent. Then he eventually went from the medical tent to um, the cart, which drove him into the locker room. Scary stuff there. I assume the Giants were just, you know, taking precautions, the, the correct precautions to not injure him more. And it seems like right now, according to in his post-game press conference, Brian Dable, I believe, had a word on Taylor. Was it Taylor? And he said he's yeah. doing okay. Yeah, he did have a word on Taylor. He said Tyrod Taylor should be okay. Um, he was back in the sidelines in the second half uh, in a t-shirt or whatever. So hopefully that's a good sign. Um, but yeah, concerning injury there, but hopefully not too bad. And then obviously Jalen Holmes and Daniel Bellinger both getting concussions. Oh man, it's annoying, but luckily they'll be back in a couple weeks and will be ready for week one. So that is good. Uh, if indeed they both make the roster, I think Bellinger definitely will. We hope Holmes as we'll long as the about. concussions aren't major, just to add that. Yeah, exactly. Unless they're, you know, major concussions. If they're normal, they'll be okay. Um, but certainly the New York injured giants, uh, continuing down not a very good path. Uh, most injuries since 2009, and uh, it looks like that streak's going to continue for quite a bit longer. I guess we can get into like some of the things that actually happened in the game besides the injuries, because I know that's the main thing us Giants fans are talking about these days. Wandell Robinson, I think he had his first positive gain play in preseason. Uh, it was an end around, and uh, he showed that burst that we all hope to see from him, uh, he, you know, that trickery, that agility, that, ju- you know, his juke moves. Uh, so it was really good to see him, uh, even though it was just one play, it was good to see that initial burst from him and excited to see what he can do throughout the season in this Brian Dable offense when the full playbook is unleashed. Yeah, Alex, I mean, I would agree with you and some other players that stood out today. Trenton Thompson had a positive performance. He was a big hitter and he's pushing for, what did you have here? S4. Oh, safety number four. I got it. I'm following. Mm. I'm following mm. what you're putting in the outline here. Perfect. Um, yes. Yeah, so Trenton Thompson, that's a big news story, I guess, today from the game is that he was out there with the starters, obviously not a starter himself when it comes to the regular season, but with the Giants having those um, normal, the, the starters that are already kind of solidified on the roster, they put in some other guys to start this game, the backups, you can say. Trent Thompson used his opportunity well, went out there, made some tackles, made some plays, pass breakups, whatever you want to call it. And now it kind of looks like it's a more upwards, higher percentage shot. He makes a roster than a lower percentage, which it was earlier in the preseason. And another guy with that as well, using all of his opportunities to the maximum level with the second and third team. That is Austin Calitro, who had a fumble recovery today. He also had a pick six or uh, not a fumble recovery today, or was that today too, where he picked up the, the fumble? I, I thought he had a fumble recovery today. I guess today, that was today as well, yeah. But I'm just thinking of the play yeah. that he made. Was it a pick that he made earlier in preseason, right, against the He also had a pick. He had a tip pick right. in Patriots the first game. or second preseason game as well. Patriots game. Yeah, crazy, man. Austin is going crazy. That pick six was just an awful throw by Joe Flacco, but honestly, he dropped back and read it well and took it all the way. So 
credit to Austin Calitro. I think this really shows if he does make the roster or if he doesn't, how much do preseason games matter to this new coaching staff and front office? I would say if he doesn't make the roster, it kind of shows that like whatever you do in preseason doesn't help you in the long run. If he does, then it's like, wow, this guy, because of his preseason, helped him make the roster. Because really from the beat reporters, we didn't hear anything about him throughout practices at training camp. He wasn't making plays there at all. And we didn't even see or say his name the, the whatever, three or four uh, open training camp days we went to, Alex. So this really would show how much does preseason games, uh, do these preseason games matter to the Giants' new coaching staff in front office? Yes, yeah, certainly, certainly. And um, I think another player uh, here that did really well, another linebacker, certainly has also been playing well in training camp, so that's a, a differentiator there. But Mike McFadden, again, uh, getting those tackle for loss, uh, you know, making solid tackles all around the field. Um, didn't do great in pass coverage today, but uh, certainly I think had a solid day overall, nothing too terrible, uh, but he definitely stood out on that defense with a lot of uh, lesser known names per se. Daniel Bellinger, uh, before he got his concussion, he was targeted early and often, uh, and he had a pair of very solid hands for both Tyrod Taylor and Davis Webb before he went down. So certainly uh, positive signs coming in from the rookie tight end. And Josh, uh, Joshon Corbin, excuse me, ran extremely well today. Uh, we saw one Antonio Williams run where he absolutely got blown to pieces uh, and he fumbled the ball. Um, and then we saw a little bit of Gary Brightwell, but we saw a lot of Joshon Corbin. He got a touchdown. He ran well. He caught balls out of the backfield um, and certainly looked like he could be uh, a possibility to make the roster uh, in the initial 53, if not definitely the practice squad. So those are some more guys that really stood out. And obviously Davis Webb as well, continuing his hot streak. Davis Webb, QB1, who knows? And I would say for some of these guys, definitely stay tuned till later in this episode when we uh, talk about the 53-man roster final predictions we have. Um, so yes, Davis Webb continues that hot streak. Brian Dable, uh, actually, we'll say the Brian Dable postgame press conference stuff. Let's talk about the main issue in this game. The reason why the Giants really lost this game, because on that final drive, it was a key factor to the Jets driving downfield and getting that game-winning touchdown with only a few seconds left in the fourth quarter. Tackling. Especially tackling by the secondary, cornerbacks, safeties. Grabbing these guys by the legs, not dragging them down. Going for their legs, missing completely. Cordell Flott. Got a touchdown really on him when he was about to tackle the wide receiver, whoever it was. I don't know if it was Denzel Mims or not. I just think of Mims because he had a really big day today. Um, I don't know who. I think it was Barrios. Oh, Braxton Barrios' touchdown. Okay. Um, Flock could have stopped him 10 yards from the end zone. He didn't. He got absolutely juked. Um, and I think this is something that new defensive coordinator Wink Martindale should cover in these next few couple weeks of practices before the game against the Titans. Or if it's not him and it's some, you know, one of the defensive assistants, then they need to do that because I guess tackling the Giants need a refresher in it because it's, it was a big issue today. And Alex, I want to say this. If the Giants don't learn how to tackle and, you know, in two weeks from now, <laughs> they're going to have a really hard time against this Titans wrestling game. And you know exactly what I'm talking about. The bulldozer himself, mm. Derek Henry, will destroy this Giants team rushing the ball in two weeks if they don't know how to tackle because that guy is a behemoth of a man and he is built like a behemoth of a man. A mountain. A mountain, right. 
Uh, Saquon Barkley, he's got big quads, but like Henry just has a big body in general. So if they're not able to tackle <laughs> these like um, slot wide receivers, these really thin, skinny guys, then I don't know how they're going to be able to tackle Derrick Henry. So that is something that needs to be fixed, yeah. and it's got to be fixed quickly. I'll stop talking now. Yeah, certainly. And that, and not just that, even the coverage in general is just woeful by a whole bunch of these secondary guys. Uh, when we actually were looking at the 53-man roster and kind of looking at the cornerback position, we're like, oh my God, there's only four cornerbacks that I really put on this team. And it's like, even Aaron Robinson, who really has been struggling, he had a better day today. He had a couple like really bad plays today, don't get me wrong, but he actually had a couple of decent snaps, which we haven't seen all preseason really at all. Um, so that was definitely positive to see. He had a pass breakup on Denzel Mims, which was relatively impressive, and on Elijah Moore, I believe. So I was happy to see that. But uh, certainly the secondary issues, look out on Tuesday evening, Wednesday, you're going to see a lot of moves, I think, particularly bringing in players to fill those secondary voids because we certainly need depth uh, at that position, if not another starter at cornerback too. Um, so certainly something to watch out for. I think that's going to be the main thing to watch out for this week for the Giants. Um, but yeah, that, that's certainly going to be a very big topic of discussion. Brian Dable, you went to him earlier. Uh, we're going to talk about him now. So Kenny Galladay, there was that video, of course, of him putting in zero effort again, which is kind of funny. I don't think it's as bad as some of the clips we've seen before in terms of his zero effort, but it certainly wasn't like a great look considering the, the, the I guess, the talk going around about him. Like, I feel like he probably should have known, like, hey, you know, maybe I should have blocked that. I don't think if people weren't talking about him doing that already, no one would have mentioned it. But because of how it's happening, like what's going on, I think it kind of just added on to it. But on his decision to play and sit starters based on uh, playtime and practice in in, and in games, uh, he it was asked by Dan Duggan, why did Kenny Galladay, who played a lot this summer, play? He said, we're playing all the receivers. It's a competitive group, so they're out there competing, um, which I yeah, good, I guess, right? Get these guys out there. Kenny Galladay, just because he's making $72 million, doesn't uh, exempt him from having to go out there and prove himself. Yeah, and then the bigger, more headline type of quote, Alex, comes next, um, or when he talked about, oh, we are playing all the way. Oh, so wait, that's that's what that was the quote? I thought the more headliner of the quote was like, when they were asking him about not like why he's played a lot this summer, I thought it was, there was a quote about him. Um, oh, the quote about him not making a roster. Well, he basically repeated the same thing. He said, you know, we're, we, they all have to compete. Yeah. So the, the more headline of the yeah. quote, we just don't have in the outline. That's why I got stumped a little bit is I, I forget who tweeted all the beat reporters. Probably when Brian Dable got questioned saying, well, is Kenny Galladay a question mark to make this roster? Or like, will Kenny Galladay make the roster? Something of that nature. He then responded with like the same type of thing saying, well, all the players are competing. Now, I I think the competition card that kind of Brian Dable pulled out of his back pocket is not a bad thing. I think it's a good thing because then it pushes all the players to compete. And maybe it doesn't for Galladay because it seems like nothing will make him compete. But (laughs) maybe it does for other players who are fighting for a spot on this roster. And I think that by Dable leaving all the question marks in the air. Well, first of all, it's going to make the fans and media go crazy, which is, it, it sucks, but it's also really funny and exciting to see in one in one sense as well. I, I 
I don't. Uh, I love Twitter, man. I love Twitter. So much fun. <laughs> Some fans are are gonna make a big problem of with this statement and saying, "Oh my God, why he should just say Galladay is a done deal on the roster." For me, I think it's a good thing. Not, I'm not. I have no problem with him not confirming uh, Galladay's spot on this team. Another player that spot is maybe questionable. Wide receiver Darius Slayton said he wouldn't be surprised if he's not with the Giants past Tuesday. Quote. If it's meant for me to be here, I'll be here. If it's not, I won't. Slayton said he tweaked his hamstring in the first preseason game, preseason game, which cost him valuable practice time. That was from Dan Duggan. All right. I think we got everything when it comes to during game, post game, right? So let's talk about yeah. uh, Alex. You post a little two double, double-sided yeah. question here. You want to take over and let us know? Yeah, so what I'd say is let's give our overreactions from the preseason games. Um, who's going to be the shock cut and who's going to be the shock that makes the team? Um, I'm going to go first. I think the shock cut is going to be Quincy Roche. I think he's going to be the shock cut. Yeah, I mean, I was going to say the same thing. The guy's been coming into oh, okay. Sorry, I mean, <laughs> we, we can make it boring. We can make it boring. Uh I mean, he's on the third team, so is it really that big of a shock? Maybe yes. not. To me, because coming into, I mean... It, it, to me it is, I agree, but I don't think to the Giants it might not be. No, but shock cut in the grand scheme of things, I guess, coming into the... Because shock cut in the way like, oh, he was on the third team a month ago. It's, yeah, right. True. Yes, but coming into yeah. this, I mean, offseason, if you ask me, Quincy Roche is going to get cut next year, I'd be like, no. They put him on the first team... They put him on the third team in the first place when preseason or um, open training camp began, and we were like, "What? Why?" Kept on third team, was still on really the third team throughout preseason. So, yeah, I would still put it as a shock. I think the Giants are really making a mistake by re- valuing this guy lesser than I think he is as a player on the field. And if he goes to another team, I bet you then he will have a starting role, if not second on the on that depth chart and he'll definitely have playing time on another team if he goes there but Alex we agree I think both on the shock cut and then on the shock you started with the shock cut I'll start with the shock the shock player that makes the team I well I don't know if they're a shock to make it though like I don't like mm. but whatever I'll say it for for um what's the what's the word for the entertainment for the, yeah sure go with that for the entertainment Austin Calitro, the guy, the preseason star. <laughs> um, I'm gonna say Austin Calitro makes the roster. All right. Um, I'm gonna. I was gonna possibly say Calitro, but I almost feel like after today's game. Well, I guess it's overreaction from today's game in preseason, right? So it makes sense. I'm gonna go. I think I've talked about Tomon Fox so much that it's not really in, like. I think that would be a surprise. So I think yes, he's one of them. But I think the player I'm gonna go with is Darren Evans cornerback LSU I think he could possibly make the roster he's been the least awful of the corners in my opinion um so that's not like saying he's good but he's the least awful so I think it is a possibility that he makes the roster in my opinion and it could be a shock to many all right so we just finished our recap of the Giants versus Jets game let's talk about this 53-man roster before the uh, final, uh, the, the final cuts actually commence, right? We've done three of these now, 53-man roster predictions. Now in a couple days, in a few days, we'll actually see the results of them. 
see how close we are, see how far we are. The last time we the first one's definitely going to be the closest. <laughs> the the um last one we did was before pre-training camp and there were definitely a few things we had to change. I just remember one off the top of my head. Now looking at the new one, we had Jeremiah Hall on there and he's already been I believe cut, right? So that's one mistake down the drain. Uh, and we'll, we'll have to see, but we got 53 guys on here. We made it happen. Let's talk about our 53 man roster, uh, predictions before they actually happen. Our final one for 2022, Alex, I will start us off with quarterback and then we'll react. We'll do that for each position. Daniel Jones, Tyrod Taylor, Davis Webb, my reactions. I thought this was going to happen already. Uh, there were some debates early on when we were doing these that, oh, well, they do two quarterbacks. Will they not have Davis Webb making it? Alex, in those times, convinced me Davis Webb was going to make it. And then as we've moved on through the preseason, I'm now confirmed that he will make the roster. Um, Why? Preseason superstar, man. I mean, another guy who's really performed for the Giants here came from the Bills. Very um, good stuff he's performed so far in the preseason. He's gone reps. In training camp, why am I still talking about the quarterback position? We know it's going to be three. We know it's going to be these three guys. If it's two, everyone will be in shock, but I don't think that will happen. Yeah, I I agree with you there. Uh, Obviously, I agree with you. Otherwise, I wouldn't uh, have agreed when we made the list. But yes, uh, I think three quarterbacks, Webb has been playing well in preseason as well. So I don't think it's really that big of an issue. And uh, I think the Giants will roll with three quarterbacks. Now we're moving to the running back room. Uh, we were really debating here because uh, the first two guys, Barkley and Brita, have kind of been like the, okay, these guys are definitely going to be on the team. Uh, and then you have the guys, Antonio Williams, Gary Brightwell, and Ja'Shawn Corbin. And out of those three, one of them had to be cut. Uh, and we unfortunately had to go with Ja'Shawn Corbin. So Williams and Brightwell make our roster. And hopefully Corbin, uh, despite his performance against the Jets, still makes our practice squad and doesn't get picked up from there but those are four running backs uh unfortunately we couldn't do five yeah five is just too many but I would like to say that Corbin and there's definitely still a high shot he makes this roster and if he does I don't fault us for that Alex because you really could kind of put these guys in a um what's the what the like the lottery machine with all the balls in there and really just pick one of them because it or or two of them because it's really up in the air there between uh, Williams, Brightwell, and Corbin for which two out of the three make it um, there. With that being said, I guess we can go to the wide receivers now. There's seven that make it for us. Kenny Galladay, Sterling Shepard, Kadarius Tony, and Wondell Robinson. The, uh, what do you call it? The guarantees, I guess you can say. I think there's maybe a chance Kadarius Tony, this is the pessimistic mind I had, that Kadarius Tony goes to IR as the injury opponent injury-prone wide receiver he's been so far in these first um, two seasons in the NFL. Hopefully that doesn't happen. Just something in the back of my head. And then the the guy that has been debated by Alex and I for so long, Darius Slayton, I think at this point with um, not really there, there haven't uh, been a lot of end of the back of the depth chart, uh, backups wide receivers, I know I'm having trouble speaking, that have really stepped up and done a lot to earn that spot. And then also with the injury to uh, Colin Johnson, which really sucks. And then also Robert, who was it? Uh, Robert Foster, right? Who got injured or he just got cut. I forget now. 
um, whatever it is. Both. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that um, it's going to be Darius Slayton that makes this roster. And then, well, we both think that. And then adding to that, Richie James and David Sills. The army is strong. David Sills, we have him making the roster. That connection with Daniel Jones, man, it's special. It's certainly special. Uh, and David Sills, we have him making the roster. Uh, I think that group of seven wide receivers is definitely going to be a nice group for the Giants uh, and provides enough depth if there's any injuries. Tight end, I'm going to go through really quickly because they're really the only three options. Uh, Daniel Bellinger, Chris Myrick, uh, and Austin Allen. The only other tight end on the roster is Tanner Hudson, and he just got signed a couple days ago, so we don't think he's going to make the roster. So those are our three tight ends. Um, Because that's so short, I'm going to do O-line as well. Um, So we have Andrew Thomas, Evan Neal, Mark Lewinsky, John Feliciano, Josh Azudu, Shane Lemieux, assuming he doesn't go on IR, Max Garcia, and Devery Hamilton. Uh, So that's our eight O-linemen. We're considering Jamil Douglas, but he's just looked awful in preseason, if we're being completely honest. Um, And with that, you don't have a pure like a, a solid, I guess, swing tackle, like a natural swing tackle, but both Azudu and Devery Hamilton have both played that position. So gives you some flexibility there, but I think that could be a position where you look on waivers to see who gets cut uh, for a possible swing tackle. So look out for that uh, on the offensive line. Nick Gates and Matt Pert Pert will both start the season on the pup list. And Alex, I think we both agree to the fact that offensive linemen and cornerback are the top two positions the Giants should definitely look for on waivers when that cut point happens um, on Tuesday night. They're, they should start looking right at 401, really, because they're thin. I mean, cornerback, when we get to it, is the thinnest. It's so like one guy gets injured. One of those top three, four guys gets injured. We're down to nobody. Literally, like, no one's going to fill this. They're going to have to have someone out of position come play cornerback. The most important person on this roster is Adoree Jackson, without question. If he gets injured, we're screwed. <laughs> we're just screwed. Exactly. And to your point, Alex, what he means by that is not importance like, oh, the best player. Like, importance like, if he gets injured, we are, com- like, season down it's there's no one to cover good wide receivers that's what we mean by importance like literal importance to the roster itself Adoree Jackson is number one on there yes you are completely right but yes um here's here's what I would say if you had to choose say if someone told me you either have to play without Daniel Jones or without uh Adoree Jackson throughout the entire season I'd say no Daniel Jones that's how like that's how desperate I think Adore, the need for Dory Jackson is. Sure. Um, and I think for O-line, it's more like if someone gets injured, we need a backup for Dory Jackson. Or for these cornerbacks, it's like we need someone who can slot into the starter role because they might have to do that week one. Because like honestly, we only have, just giving a preview, we only have five cornerbacks making the roster. If someone's tired, they've played three plays in a row and a team's driving down the field, someone needs to switch. They need a water break. They need a breath. So with only five guys, if three of them are on at a time, two of them might need a sub. That's that's where we're thinking of. But anyway, you went through the offensive line, and we're talking a little bit too much about it here. But this is a fun discussion. Let's go to defensive line. Dexter Lawrence, Leonard Williams, Justin Ellis, G- DJ Davidson, and Jalen Holmes make it. Defensive line was a little bit of a battle, and uh, it still is technically a battle until the cut period happens. The guy you don't see on this list is Ryder Anderson, who made a few plays in preseason. Wasn't really <laughs> talked about doing during training camp, but one of the, if not the favorite 
uh, kind of like underground name guy for the Talking Giants crew. And unfortunately, we don't have him making the roster. He could make the practice squad. I don't think any team would claim him, but those are the five we have at, uh, at D-line. Yeah, I certainly think that's a positive group. Uh, you've got two really like complete nose tackle kind of guys with uh, Davidson and Ellis. Dexter Lawrence could play there in a pinch. And then Holmes and Leonard Williams, more defensive end types. So uh, really a nice diverse group out of those five. So like that for the Giants. Moving to linebacker, we have 10. Uh, six more edge types and four interior guys. Uh, so Kayvon Thibodeau for the edge. Aziz Ojolari, Quincy Roche, Ellerson Smith, Jihad Ward, and O'Shane Zimenez uh, will make the roster in our opinion. So that means no Tomon Fox, who's my favorite. I think he has a chance. Don't r- rule him out yet. No Cam Brown. Um, and anyone else I'm thinking of? No, I don't think so. So those are the two main omissions from that group. And then interior guys, we have Blake Martinez, Tate Crowder, Micah McFadden. And then if you look on our roster, there's not really any other interior guys except for Austin Calitro, the preseason Hall of Famer. So I think he makes the roster. We have him on as our fourth guy. I think it's possible he doesn't make the roster. Maybe a guy like Carter Coughlin makes it ahead of him. But Carter Coughlin was playing like fourth team reps today. So I don't think that's really realistic. Um, And, you know, it's... It's a definitely that third spot now that Darian Beavers went down. It's not the best, but I could see the Giants possibly rolling with only three interior guys, possibly. Uh, in particular, if they went with like a Cam Brown instead of Ellerson Smith, where he has the flexibility to play inside and outside. Um, so that's certainly a possibility there, but that's what we have of the 10, six edge, four linebackers, interior guys. Yeah, and Alex, I can touch on two points here. I'll touch on Austin Calitro first and talk about how Really, when it comes to him, we, we, we already discussed this where it's like, I, I already talked about it earlier in the episode, is it going to be how, oh, Austin Calitro, he really shows what is this front office, or, front office or coaching staff value more? What do they value more? Do they value um, preseason games more? Do they value training camp more? And that's that. And then what was the other thing I wanted to talk about? Shoot, now I just slipped my mind. There is something else that we discussed. Oh, Unacceptable. I'm ready now. Are, are you good to go to DBs? Yeah. Defensive backs? Okay. So we have five cornerbacks. This is where I was going to touch on. Dory <laughs> Jackson, Aaron Robinson, Cordell Flott, Darnay Holmes, and Zion Gilbert, meaning no Darren Evans. Earlier in this episode, Alex's one shock to make the roster was Darren Evans. Now, between him and Gilbert, I think it's like, again, another like, Rock, paper, scissors match. Like, who could definitely make it? Could both of them? Yes, I could definitely see the Giants having two cornerbacks uh, or having both of those cornerbacks make it and them having six, whatever it is. We have these five guys assuming, you know, if we're the Giants front office, we're the coaching staff, we're assuming we're going to have these guys and then immediately start looking for cornerbacks on the waiver wire am i am i right with that alex that's kind of how we set this up here with you. i, I would think so uh, whoever makes the roster besides the first four that you talked about uh besides jackson robinson flott Holmes, i think all those guys are probably not going to make the roster anyway because zion like zion gilbert like i was cringing inside like like listening to you say his name in our 53 man roster like what he, how he's been playing has just been not good uh neither is there i mean none of these corners have been playing good they're all terrible or at least not very good. Uh, they're not all terrible. Okay, they're in the NFL. They can't be that bad. But they're not great. Okay, you're Josh, you're laughing at me. They can't be great. 
Yeah, I mean, you're just a little, you're going a little harsh with it. I would just say those two guys, the, anyone behind Darnay Holmes, right? Those top four, Dory Jackson, Aaron Rams, and Cordell Fott, Darnay Holmes. If you're behind those names, you're at risk of getting cut after making the roster. Let's let's just leave it at that before we... Yeah, I would agree. We, they're, they're, it's not the best play, let's just say that. Yeah, let, let's be a little kinder with our word selection here. Uh, going to our safeties now, we have four making the roster. We actually, I think, both in the OTAs one, our predictions, and then in the pre-training camp, we only have three. Now we're switching it to four. Am I right about that? I think we only have three. Uh, now switching no, it to we four. Had four. We no, did. we had four. We, we just had, had a different different players because someone really yeah. liked a player that we'll mention. Xavier McKinney, Julian Love, Dane Belton, and Trenton Thompson make the roster. Thompson having a big day today against the Jets when I'm recording this Sunday night uh, and really has played a lot in preseason. You've heard his name here and there in practices as well, so I don't think that's a question mark. Dane Belton, the only question mark is where he's going to be when it comes to like injured. Uh, he, I think he mm-hmm. was – did he break – his forearm, was it his forearm? It was shoulder, collarbone. collarbone. Thank you. Broke his yeah. collarbone. And he's questionable to be back by week one. Now, because the NFL season doesn't start until a couple weeks from now, they have off Labor Day weekend. He could be ready in two weeks. We don't know. But I think so. why put him on the pup list and put him out for the first four weeks, meaning he cannot play the first four games and yeah. he has to wait. I think they would just, they rather for this young guy who has a lot of promising abilities put him on the roster and just kind of wait it out. And hopefully he's back by week one, if not by week two, if not by week three, instead of having him out the first four games, putting him on the pup list. So I would, it's okay. I think taking the roster spot uh, for him. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, safety's Yusuf Corker. He was my guy. I hoped he made the right, ro- he would make the roster. doesn't look like it. He was getting like third team reps. Um, and he was definitely behind Thompson. So not, I, I don't think he's going to make it. I think he's probably going to go on the practice squad, um, but certainly a little bit upset about that. And then the most important part of the roster, special teams. This, I, I'm I'm sure no one can predict this, but we've got Graham Gano, the kicker. We've got Casey Kreider, the long snapper. And we've got the the leg. I don't know. I was like trying to think of a funny nickname. Jamie Gillen. He had a Whoa. bomb of a punt today. He's Scott. It hasn't haven't been able to on the Scottish. Oh, the Scottish stuff. hammer, Scottish oh. hammer. There you go. But there you go. he's the leg. I just made him the leg. He's like the fake Greg the leg. He's the <laughs> opposite uh, of. He's the opposite special teams Greg the leg. Yeah, he's, he's a punter Greg the leg. There you go. Um, I don't know, Alex. It could have been the biggest question mark on the. Maybe you were going Ryan Santoso. We have Graham Gano gets a. You're you're predicting that your players on your favorite team are going to get longer injuries than they should, and you're going to predict mm-hmm. Ryan Santoso makes the roster. Who knows? Um, no, we're very much hoping that Graham Gano, who's been extremely <laughs> solid for the Giants, Mr. Reliable, kicking, literally. Um, we hope he's there week one, all back from the concussion. We wish him well. And um, all the players who are injured for the Giants who wish you well, seriously, please, players, tell Maris to fix the turf. <laughs> just, I don't even know what to say. I mean, rest up. I hope all the Giants players are get better and we're all ready by week one um, for action against the Titans. And with that, um, we, we've wrapped it up. We really don't at all this episode. Giants versus Jets recap and 53-man roster final predictions. I will say our next episode, we will see. I assume we'll be back for our 
reactions to the actual 53-man roster. Alex, do you agree? I think? Yeah, mid- midweek, mid midweek Wednesday, probably Thursday, maybe. Something like Something that. Like that. Yeah. Um, but for right now, a few things you can help us out uh, if you're listening to this episode, which you are. Um, while listening to this episode, you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. To find out most places to listen, go to shipitstudios.com slash the giant take. Follow us on social media at on Twitter at the giant take pod, TikTok the same username, and then Facebook and Instagram, the giant take. Um, and then all of those places, if I spoke too fast, you couldn't catch it, you wanna you want it written out? I don't know. It's in the podcast notes, so you can check out the social medias there. You can also rate us five stars on Apple Podcast, Spotify, or wherever that's available. My co-host, take it away to wrap this one up, please. Thank you, everyone, for listening to today's episode. An action-packed day, uh, and we'll be back next time after the 53-man roster release. Peace. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.